0: The topic of this week's she'er is the three most central mitzvahs of the Torah. The purpose is to discuss these three mitzvos, um, how Chazal saw them as central, what that all well, that has to do with how we understand shavuos. Um, to here, let me. It should not be that long of a she'er, but uh, but we'll see. The slideshow ended up being longer than I expected. So who knows? Okay, so when we look in Parshas Emor, when we look, so Parshas Emor has a reading that we use on Yantif. Uh, It goes down all the Yom Tovim. It focuses on the Karbanos for each holiday. Um, When we look at Shavuos, though, it makes an interesting little detour. the description of the description of the holiday Shavuos, It's coming in. we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see next slide. we co- it's coming in in the middle of um, describing the Omer. And it says, Admi Machras Hashabas Hashvi'i. Well, I did not want to go, go to the next slide. I'm not used to using this this tool. Okay, Admi Machras Hashabas Hashvii until after the seventh week. You should count 50 days, and so on. And then it closes. So you should call the essence of this day holy. It should be a holy, uh, holy invocation for you. You should not do any work. Um, it's an obligation wherever you live for the rest of your generations. The commentaries usually say even um, outside of Israel, because recall, this is a list of korbanos. So it's saying that even when you cannot do the korbanos of you still have the prohibition of doing malacha and shavuos. And now this is the purple line. I tried to do a royal purple, but I have no idea what color royal purple is. And when you cut your fields, you should not destroy the corners or the ends of your field. When you harvest. And that which is dropped when you pick, do not pick up. So leave it for the poor and for the stranger. So this is actually written into the definition of shavuos. This mitzvah that when you pick field, you have to leave material over for the poor. This isn't just a law of fields. This is a law of shavuos. It's in the same paragraph as shavuos and. Here, if we look at the holidays in Parshas Emor as a whole, you'll see when we get to the first holiday, Pesach, there's the first blue set, blue Pesach. Again, the date, declaring the date holy. Again, the date, declaring the date holy. And the second Pasuk is what that special mitzvah of the day is. We just saw Shavuos across the Mitzvah of the right? That's Shavuos. We just saw that. And then um, they're similar for Shoshan and Yom Kippur. And then we get to Sukkot. And again, Also on the 15th day of the seventh month, which is when we celebrate Sokis, when you bring in the, tfu, the, the, the grain, well, tfua, the produce for the, for the year. I mean, Tavua should be literally grain, but this is Sokis. You should celebrate a holiday for Hashem. Seven days. So very straightforward. You have a seven-day holiday. The first day is special. The eighth day, the day after the seven, the Shmini on that's special. Exactly like the blue lines we had on Pesach and Shavuos. And then the purple. <laughs> the purple, hadar, the purple for, for Sukkoths so are the special mitzvahs for Sukkoths. You have to take the Esrov, the Lulav, the Hadasim, the Revos, then Pasuk Memalav, the Chagos, the chag Chagla, Shemeshana, Chakasalam, So Chakasalam, 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 so the mitzvos of the day on all three cases are the pasuk after the time and telling you when the holiday is and when malacha is asur. So you see that there, there's a pattern, and if shavuos is fitting that pattern, then the special mitzvos of shavuos are that of um, peya and laket. Shekha is also there, but only by drasha, not in the literal pasuk. So leket, shekha, and peya, if we believe chazal, are the special mitzvos of shavuos. Okay? To spell out what these three mitzvos are, leket is um, picking the ones or twos that are left over when they harvest. Let's say if they take... um, apples off the apple tree and there's one apple left when they're done with the tree they're not allowed the, the owner is not allowed to to go back or send his staff back for that one apple it is supposed to be for the poor that is like it or if you're picking wheat and there's you harvest wheat and there's one or two stalks of wheat that were left then, then those are for the poor Shekha is now that was why doesn't anybody correct me because you're all on mute okay Let's do this again. Leket is picking up after the staff. So you have the, the the owner of the field or the orchard or his staff or his slaves, as the case may be. If they um, if they drop something, then picking that up would be Leket. And that has to be left for the poor to pick up. And then there's Shurim as to how much you could pick up, so two or three items um, at most. Um, I mean, if you drop an entire bushel of apples, it doesn't suddenly become for the poor. The shekha um, is that which you forgot to pick, which I just misdescribed. So shekha was that one apple left on the tree or two apples left on the tree when the tree's done. paya is that you have to leave the end or the corner of the field, the same word payout as we use for the corners of the head, not cutting the hair there. Pay is the corner of the field or the end of the field, and that has to be left unharvested. So those are these three mitzvos have to be left for the poor. And then the fourth thing that the that the farmer would leave for the poor would be um, in some years in two years out of Shemitah, there's my sheni. It is Miser Ani, which is given to the poor. Um, so these mitzvos are, Leket we Shechan Peah, we were saying, now that I define what they are, are the actually the mitzvos of Shavuos. So if you ever hear a discussion, Shavuos doesn't have any special mitzvos. There's no matzah for Shavuos. There's no Esser there's Galulah no, um, for Shavuos. It's not true. The thing is we're not farmers so we don't associate um bikurim and the ability to now use our own fruit with the mitzvahs of sharing our crops with the poor so in a in a setting the first time the farmer could use his, his the new crop would be after the omer and after bikurim Right, He has to set aside Bikurim. He brings a Bikurim on Shavuos. And now starts the mitzvahs of Leke Shechan Peya. So they become the mitzvahs of Shavuos. This is also, obviously, uh, if you remember the opening, the picture on the opening slide, or the picture in the head, of um, a woman in the field. That brings us to Megil rus. So, um, there's a famous. Uh, before we get to Miguel Azurros, let's look at Rav Simloi's description of the Torah. So, Darash Rav Simloi. Rav Simloi Darshand. Now, Rav Simloi, as I say in English, in the middle of the slide, Rav Simloi is the same person who is the source for counting six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs. So, we see Rav Simloy is a big picture kind of per, kind of kind of person. So, when Rav Salah, he talks, he's talking about the grandiose picture of, of all of Torah. He, he talks about forests, not trees. Well, that's not true. He also talks about trees. Torah begins with, uh, doing an act of chesed and ends with doing an act of chesed. It begins with an act of chesed. Kasnos or hashem made um, tunics, well, really it should be galabiot, but um but we are not used to picturing uh, uh Arabic clothing, but uh long clothes for Adam and his wife, made out of leather for y'all he dressed them the sofa. And the end is, as it says, Hashem buries Moshe. And that's a Gemara Sota. And in that Gemara, we see Rav Simloi identifies the the beginning and end of Torah is all about chesed. So the same Rav Simloi who counts 613 mitzvot and counts that Esarg and counts that l- uh, Lulav and the matzah and and fill in and davening and um, davening may or may not be a risa might might not be a great great uh, thing to include it includes fasting on Yom Kippur uh, Shabbos right he says that all of that begins and ends with Chesed now we could add now when we look at why Miguelis Rus is on is on uh, Shavuos, there's a, there, there's more poignancy to it. So the, it's a famous medrash, it's a medrash like Akhtov, which is not one of the more famous collections, but this one medrash is particularly famous. Lama Korim Sefer Rus Ba'atzeres, Bizman Matan Torah. Why do we le- read Rus on the holidays of Atzeris, what we call Shavuos, Chazal called Atzeres, Bizman Matan Torah, at the time of the giving of the Torah? Lefish Megillah zu Kula Chesed, because this Megillah is entirely Chesed. Vatourah Kula Chesed, and the Torah is entirely about Chesed. Chenemar, the al Lishona. This is from uh, Mishlei. It's from the the. It's a famous quote because Paraklamadalph uh, of Mishlei is is Eshes um, Chayil. And Torah uh, of Chesed al-Lashona. The Torah of Chesed is on her tongue, which is spoken in the Eshach Chayel, but this magic presumes that the Eshach Chayel is a metaphor for the Torah. So the Torah is a Torah of Chesed. Um, I'm going to pause here for a second. If anybody wants to unmute and uh, ask a question, give me a chance to, to take a sip. Um kindly do so. Any questions? Not so far. Okay. Very good. So Shavuas now we see is not incidentally about Peah. It's it, these mitzvot are the ceremonial mitzvot of Shavuos, even though they're not on Shavuos. They're, they're instigated by Shavuos marking the end of the crop. Instigated? No, that's not the right word. They're initiated by Shavuos marking the end of the crop. And these are the ceremonial mitzvot of Shavuos. Why? Because Shavuos is all about chesed, because it's all about giving the Torah. And that's why we read Rus and how does Rus meet Boaz? Again, with lekha Shechem Peah, she's off in the fields collecting behind the uh, Boaz's employees. So um, that brings us now to this, the essence of Shavuos is not just the giving of the Torah, but the giving of the Torah of Chesed, which is also a feature of Purim. So Purim in a sense, is, is, is married to Shavuos because the, is the famous drush on the Pasuk, Kimu V'Kiblu HaYehudim, Pasuk in the Megillah, that the, uh, the people um, uh, fulfilled and accepted what they, uh, and the, the literal text is, they fulfilled and accepted the mitzvot of, of Purim, and the Gemara Darshan that this is when they finally accepted the Torah willingly because at Har Sinai on Shavuos, it was accepted under an ultimatum, right? Hashem holds up the mountain over our heads, says, if you, if you don't accept the Torah, this is where you'll be buried. And of course, we accept the Torah because it's kind of, uh, there aren't too many other choices. But when it comes to Purim, we finally ex- uh, accept the Torah willingly. And so Purim caps a process that starts at Shavuos. Purim has four mitzvos. We read the Megillah, which is a mitzvah of pursuing nisa to remember what happened on Purim, and then three more mitzvos: Mishloach manos, Shalch manos, as we normally say, uh, sending food to uh, two items of food to at least one friend. Manton, sevyonim gifts to the poor su das Purim. And the Ramam even codifies that you're not Yosef Suda's Purim if you don't invite people to your table. It doesn't mean they have to accept it, though. So that all three of the mitzvahs, that one mitzvah is to remember what Purim is, the other three mitzvahs are to make sure that we do it as a community, that you're not doing it alone. Just as the farmer doesn't pick his, um, doesn't harvest alone. The farmer has to include the needy in the community. So too, the mitzvahs of Purim involve including the needy of the community as well as your, your friends and acquaintances. Um, we also find unity when it comes to the original giving of the Torah. It's a very famous medrash. It's in Rashi. baMidbar. they camped in the Midbar. Vayichan sham Yisrael and Israel camped uh, um, opposite the mountain and Chazal note the change in, in um, number in the verb they camped in the medbar and Yisrael camped there in the singular um, and uh, the drasha is uh, that they camped together as one person with one heart this was a precondition for giving the Torah, was that we, re, we went from vayachanu to vayichan. We went from a bunch of individuals to a community that had a single purpose and a single heart. And that was the moment at which we could accept the Torah. Rus, when she converts, also pledges her membership to the community. Ela shertelchi eleich, where you will go, I will go, this is what she tells um, her mother-in-law, Naomi, um, that where you will go, I will go. Where you will lay, I will lay down, I will lay down. Your nation is my nation, and your God is my God. In fact, you can't be a Jew just by believing in the Jewish God and keeping mitzvahs. You has to be Amei um, I believe this is why Shema Yisrael starts Shema Yisrael. The Jewish doxology, the Jewish declaration of faith does not begin Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. It has to include Shema Yisrael that I'm speaking to other Jews, that we're working together as a community. And this is the story of Rus, right? Boaz is wealthy. He doesn't just bring in his, the crops from the field. Um, the grain from the from the field he has to um, include the poor it has to be a a communal event that he's bringing in uh, that he's bringing he's bringing the food he's bringing the food in together Now, here's the amazing thing because we're talking about Ruth's conversion and becoming part of the people Look at how the Gemara in Yevamos describes what we teach a gear who wants to convert. So before we convert, we kind of first we try to scare him off. We kind of teach him things. There's a level to how much you should scare him off. Other details, but listen, listen to what it says. You teach him some and you inform him. Umodin oso, you inform him. Miktas mitzvos kalos umitzvos mitzvos chamuros. Some of the easy mitzvos, some of the hard mitzvos. So you give him a survey. You don't just give him all the hard mitzvos. You don't just make it on your plate and just give the easy ones. You have to give a, a cholent a mix of various mitzvos. Umodin oso avon leket shicha upaya umazer ani and you have to teach them the mitzvos of Leket, Shekha, Peah, our three mitzvos, the sharing what you, what you um, harvest with the poor and the needy. so unchin shall mitzvah. So you teach them the punishments of various mitzvos. Omrim lo, then you tell them until you reach this point, if you eat chalev, if you eat one of the prohibited fats, you don't get punished with chalev, right? Life goes on. Hashem doesn't, uh, you know, put an X mark next to your name. And if you violate Shabbos, nobody's going to stone you. Literally and now, if you eat if you eat one of these fats, you'll be punished with karei, kalalta shabbos, Enosh Skila. And if you violate shabbos with warning and them and all the other odds and ends, they don't bother, you know, giving all the details here. You could be punished with skila. So this is a broad survey of mitzvos and a broad survey of the consequences of mitzvos. But the three four mitzvos you have to name are Leket, Shekhapeya, and Oni. If you don't accept these four mitzvos, it's not if you do, if they don't know they're accepting these four mitzvos, the the court was remiss in the job of preparing the the um the gear. This is why I called them in the title the most central mitzvos of the Torah. You teach them random things from all over the Torah, but these four mitvos, Leket shechapeya and Master to the poor, have to be taught. The Ramam says the same thing. Um, our version of the Ramam, though, says Maser sheni, not Maser Ani. So you teach the Leket Shechapeah and, and that in the other years where there's no Maser Ani, everybody gets together for Maser shani which is also a means of building community because everybody's coming together with their food to celebrate their crop. But um, I'm not convinced that the Rambam that we have, this girsa is actually the original because um, I'm not clear on the motive for him not to be discussing master Ani. But in either case, we see that um, your responsibility for other you're belonging to a community and feeling responsible for the members of the community that can't do on their own. is fundamental to what it is to be a ger. fundamental to Shavu to the point that that is the whole reason why we read Rus and even the very description of Shavu and in the Torah. These are the mitzvot that are associated to be special for Shavu the lot like Matzah, Esr and, and, um, and sukkah. What is so special about Leket Shechan peya as opposed to other tzedakah, as opposed to Maser Ani, which is not listed in the uh, in the Pasuk as, as fundamental Shvuas? What is special about these three? So, Shmonim, the Ramam famously has eight levels of giving tzedakah. And it introduces them, it goes for a number of halachos, and introduces them in Matanos Lavionim, Perik Yod or Matnos Lavionim 10.7. Shmonem Malos, yesh bat There are seven levels of giving tzedakah. Zo l'malami zo. Each one higher than the other. Mala gedola, shein l'malami The highest of the eighth. Zehamachzik Biyad Israel Shemach. The no Matana So he gives him a gift or a loan or goes into partnership or finds him a job to strengthen his hand to give him power. Until he doesn't have to go begging anymore. He doesn't have to go to people to ask. And you shall strengthen the the um, stranger and the 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 Gare and the born Jew, the and he will live with you. as if to say, strengthen him. until he doesn't need. Until the is the same way. You live on your own it self-sufficient. They should be able to live self-sufficiently. So that's the highest level of tzedakah is to give them the dignity of being able to earn on their own, right? This is a higher level than, let's say, being a, a, a benefactor and constantly giving the same person money so that they always have money because you're always giving them money. A higher level than that is they always have money because you gave them the resources to make their own money. I had to throw in a quote from Shari Yosher um, because the book and Rav Shimon Shkap makes this point. So he's talking about the fact that most people think that chesed, that loving kindness requires selflessness. That just, you know, the ideal person only acts for the other and has no self-interest. And he says "Viyesh od makom Shall be sowed brias adam in the in the foundations of the creation of a person, not the God planted in a person, to avas atmo Babida Gadolam Od. A very great drawing to self-love. Shari Amun meha MS, that the the master the, the wise of MS, meaning the Kabbalists, um Say kol Voda Lashon. The purpose of all of work of everything done is described in this language. And this is actually from the Ramchal from, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Klach Chachma. Ratzah in Sov, the infinite one, Baruch blessed be wanted Leos Metiv Hatava Shlema to give a complete good. To give perfect benefit, that there wouldn't even be embarrassment for those who receive. So, have that element beyond Masarani. Masarani is great, then the person could eat, and that's very important. But the highest and the eighth level of giving staka is giving them a chance to make money themselves, which like a payer, don't actually get them to. They are never become independent this way. But they take an edge off some of that embarrassment of, being, of not being self-sufficient. Any questions before I go to the next slide? Okay. So there's a balance between... Chesed and Gevura. Chesed being loving kindness, givingness, and Gevura being restraint or strength of purpose. Um, The way I'd like to, the way I usually define Gevura is um, using a toddler as a metaphor. So there's the parent that has too much Chesed. That parent is, I just opened the chat. I see Dina who did question. Uh, but let me finish the sentence, Define Kvura, and I'll get to it. The, um, the parent who, who has too much loving kindness does the toddler a disservice. Because what's going to happen? The toddler is going to take two steps and start falling. And this parent, um, Mrs. Helicopter or Mr. Helicopter, picks the child up before they fall on their bum. And the second time, they walk a few steps, they start wobbling, parent rushes in. The child will never learn to walk. There are times where gavura, the restraint that it takes not to give, that strength of purpose, that determination, is the greater chesed than what we think of as chesed. Always stepping in and giving deprives the person of the dignity of providing for themselves. And as uh, Reb Shimon said, that self-love, that need to provide for yourself is written into human character. Um, it has to do with being in the image of the creator. We have to have a, dr- a drive to be creative, to want what we make. Um, and so there's a, a self-love built into it. But this is an entire discussion, perhaps for another shear, something more related to, let's say, a shear on Akdamitashari but, um, Yosher. But that's the idea of Gevura. So Gavura, in this sense, in interpersonal relationships, is knowing when to lay down the law, which is also associated with the sphere of Gevura, is Din, law, when to lay down the law, when to have the strength of character, Gavura strength, um, in order not to step in, because stepping in would be smothering, not helping. So Dini, who did, wrote, asked, it doesn't seem to be how it's done today. Why do you think that is? Of course, she wrote this when I don't know what the it was that is not done today. Algaris. Algaris is not done this way today for the simple reason that most of us are not going to be farmers once we, uh, once we take on the, uh, once we even, I mean, once we become garim or you know, once we grow up. Um, it 's not really that relevant of a mitzvah in a non agrarian society Stucco um, should be taught, and the eighth level of stucco should be taught because that 's a more hands on parallel um in our real you know, post industrial era um than like a chichenpe but um but there is a total shift in culture, and this is where people have heard being discussed like Shechem Peah before. Leket Shechem Peah are the three central mitzvahs of the Torah, according to Chazal, if we take them at their word as to what are the three things you have to teach a ger. Like, they're not just part of the, some of the big ones and some of the small ones. Um, I grew up, the three big mitzvahs were Shabbos, Kashrus, and Taras HaMishpachah. And if you kept those three, if you kept Shabbos, you know only a kosher, uh, the sexual laws, the marriage laws. If you kept those three, you were considered Orthodox. Of course, really only the first two, because nobody really knows about the third one, uh, because privacy. But you know the definition that people threw around for who was an observant Jew was Shabbos, Kashrus, Tashrufacha. Notice all three of them are rituals. And there is something that happened, and I think it happened as we rebuilt the community after World War II, where we shifted from a focus on Erlichkeit, on being mentioned, on being good people and parts of the community, to to this focus on Torah as a bunch of rituals. And it is something that bothers me terribly, and I'm not really sure how to get from there to here, but um, but it's clear. Like for example, in the in the text I quoted from Roshimun, where he opens, so Roshimun Shkop is a Lithuanian, Rosh yeshiva. He is literally one of the people, the yeshiva movement of today, and by extension, most of us, because YU is not so much modern orthodox as modern yeshivish. Um, the lines between yeshivish and chasidus and have blurred. And so most of us have been influenced by this Lithuanian yeshiva mentality. But in actual Lithuania, why did Rosh Shimon teach his students that the uh, we were created and we were given the Torah that our greatest desire should be to be of benefit to the other? He lived in a world where it was... You know, Ehrlichkeit, this kind of interpersonal element, was the most fundamental feature of the Torah. Kervchaim Volozhiner, student of the Vilnagon, started the yeshiva and eventually Musser movements. And he started one movement that kind of split. He, what is he, what is he, he quoted in the introduction repeatedly telling his son. Um, he was repeatedly bothered the son writes in the introduction that I did not share the burden with the other because all of man was created for nothing but this. I didn't quote it right because I didn't prepare this text, but that's a paraphrase that all of humanity exists to share burden with the other. This is what Torah was pre-war. And now we talk about Shabbos, which are very important mitzvahs and they change your entire lifestyle. And maybe in 1950, those were the three biggest differences between Orthodox values and American values, general American values. And maybe that's why they came to the fore. In fact, that's a pet theory of mine. I don't really know, though. But somehow or another, rituals came to the fore and, and we don't, you know, they're important. They're defining. They're what, they're what makes us not the other but they aren't the central mitzvos that actually are what Torah is all about. We don't read some Megillah about kashras on Shavuos. We celebrate giving the Torah with the Megillah that is kul Now to get back off the tangent, and, and thank you for the question. Now to get back off the question, tangent, and you see I wrote... A, I drew a little diagram here. Leket, the recipient is picking up individual stalks that were dropped. No work. Or minim, the, the least, well, the no work is Meiser or Tzdukkah, but the least work of the three. Shecha is somewhere in the middle. The recipient picks up the individual items. So it's still, the one grape is still on the tree. Right, the uh the, the one stalk or the two stalks of wheat are still growing, they're still attached to the ground. So they have to do something to, to kind of make it theirs. It's not just found on the floor. Paya, the end of the field, they actually have to take out a sickle and start harvesting. So Leket Shikan Peya is in an order from the most chesed the most blind-receiving act of giving from the owner to the most gvura. Because peya gives the person the most... You're standing the furthest back to give the person the most independence and the most work to get their own crop. Um... And now we're on slide nine of nine. The um, this is this is sort of the 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 sum up here. Leket shechen peah are an expression of gratitude and acknowledgment on our dependency to our Creator. When do lekech shechen peah get mentioned in Parsha Samur? They get mentioned at the end of the harvest season, when we give. Um when we give uh sorry, I, I I've never figured out how to do a Zoom class with the chat window open because it, it, it distracts me. But once we had one question in it, I left it open. Right. Um okay, so we're it's fine. It's fine. You did I didn't say anything until now. Um Leket Chikan Peya come into effect in Partius Emor at Shavuos, celebrating the end of the grain harvest right we bring our bikurim so we've gone from having you know, get receiving from Baruch Hu to saying thank you by by uh, consecrating the first right and we bring the first fruit they are the expressions of gratitude they acknowledge our dependency on the creator we then take the good that Hashem gave us, and we share it with others, but truly, truly in a way that imitates the Borei. We do it through Leket Sheikha, and Peah in ways that find balance between making sure the other has and making sure making sure the other has what they need physically and making sure that they have the independence and self-respect that they need emotionally, and so lecha and Peya, Why are these the three mitzvahs that a ger must learn? Because these are the three mitzvahs that um, that truly reenact, that imitate the borei at a level that no other mitzvah does. The borei provides for us every day, right? and yet gives us this this need for Heshtadlus, that we should have the self-respect that we worked toward what we get. I think this is a, um, a beautiful focus for Shavuos. What did we get when we get the Torah? Well, every religion has some kind of rule of empathy. Right, the Christians obviously the Golden Rule. Hindus have the idea of karma. Right, we have the negative rule. Right, we have recha We have "don't do to others that which you loathe." Do not do to others. That's all Torah. Right, Hillel. The Sanil Right, what the Torah brings in is this idea that we are all children of the Bore and we're doing it. To partner with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, that we have a model in Hakadosh Baruch Hu for how to be better at it, right? And this this idea of the Kola Torah Kula being all of the Torah, even those ritual mitzvot, are to develop us as people, so that we can then take that good, including that spiritual strength, that's that 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 feeling of. A be a meaningful life, the rest of Shabbos, the the um, connection that we feel for, to the Creator and sharing that with others. That is what the Torah is all about and therefore that is what Shavuos is all about and that is why one gives a Shian Shavuos of a picture of a woman standing in a wheat field because that is what Rus and the Megillah is all about and Rus has to say, ame Chami, Elokaya, we have to say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Hashem Echad, and and um, and no idea where I was going to go with this. Um, and we wrap the sorry, we Shavuos is therefore the holiday, right? The Torah opens in Chesed, ends in Chesed, and it's Kulo Chesed. Um, is there anybody who wants to ask a question before I hit, um, before I, I end the recording? If not, you can ask a question after I end the recording, or you could just say goodnight. night.